2023 is a massively important year for the Baltimore Ravens, but is it the most important year of Lamar Jackson's NFL career? We talk about that and so much more coming up next here on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here, making us your first listen each and every day, free and available as always, all podcasting platforms, including in video form on YouTube. And he is back with his red lights and all, and a nice little background over there. You see the former jerseys, his former Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, Kadri Ismael in the house and queue. Training camp, is, it's almost here next week. The, rookie, the rookies reported on Tuesday. We're going to be getting the guys. We saw Lamar report, and he was back in the building yesterday. It's an exciting time here. And this is an exciting year for the Ravens. Honestly, a super important one, not just for the team, but for players also. I tell you what, like, <clears throat> there's nothing like training camp, and there's nothing like the first few days because that's where you're at your greatest. You're 100%. There aren't any injuries to speak of. Well, especially this year, as far as the guys coming in, there's nobody really going to be on a PUP list or anything along those lines. But the point is, is that, yeah, this is the excitement. This is the hope springs eternal. I think this is what makes this game such a a fabulous game for the fan bases across the league, because, you know, you're talking about football and the hope that you can have a team that can win a championship, unless you're the Cleveland Browns. Outside of that, my goodness, man, you can really like there's hope in New York with the Jets because of a quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. Will it mean anything? No, of course it won't. But there's still hope for those Jets fans. So I think it's exciting that the Ravens, they got their rookies in. Everybody's going to be reporting. And next week, it's going to be on. We'll see how it all unfolds. But uh, very exciting times. Yeah, let me tell you, you've been coming in hot with those intros lately, Q. I love it. The, the spicy intros, they're, they're my favorite thing here. But, you know, with, with training camp, I think th- there's a lot of pressure on some people. And I think when talking about Lamar Jackson, I think it's a super important year for him. Now, I'd say 2019 was really important for him, you know, going into that year, because obviously 2018 jumps in for Joe Flacco when he got injured, retains the starting job, leads the Ravens to the playoffs in a year where they were four and five during, you know, Joe Flacco got hurt and they were four and five entering the bye week. So 2019 was the, oh, is he real or not for a lot of people? I think he passed that test of flying colors. But this year to me, Q, feels like the most important year for Lamar Jackson's career because year six, he's, he's, he's had a ton of NFL experience, but now he has the best I think wide receivers he's ever had around him. The receiver room is great. It's a new offense. And this is the first year in Todd Munkin's offense. So there are probably going to be some bumps and bruises along the way in terms of just getting up to speed with everything. There's not going to all be sunshine and rainbows. But I think to me, this is such an important year for Lamar Q. Where, where do you kind of stand on how important this year is for him? So we know, obviously, if you franchise tag a guy and you're trying to work out a long-term deal, you you know he's your your guy. He, you know he's your 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 hope to do what you need to do to advance into the playoffs and obviously, you know, hoist the Lombardi. I think for Lamar, it's not that the expectations are any larger 
than say a Patrick Mahomes, uh, heck, even a Josh Allen. I'll put even Jalen Hurts in there. Maybe if you're a Justin Herbert, maybe if you um, probably, if you even go down to Jacksonville, you could even say, you know, that situation is is a very interesting one. Um, I think uh, Lawrence, he's, he's, he's a great player, but can he ascend? Lamar Jackson has ascended. He has put himself in, you know, that hallowed ground of this tier of quarterbacks, the upper tier of quarterbacks. And yes, Patrick Mahomes is at the top, but, you know, when Lamar is healthy, I mean, you said it yourself, he takes a team that was kind of like dead in the water and brings him to the playoffs and the first time he gets a chance to start. But then the next year he follows it back up with a historic year and league MVP. So ultimately, you know, is the AFC stacked? You know, you got the Joe Burrows who absolutely should be in that upper tier conversation, happens to be in Lamar Jackson's division. Sure. Um, but but big year. I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not thinking of it as a big year. I just think he's such he is such a clutch player. Kudos to recognizing his clutchness. And then, therefore, kudos to surrounding him with other clutch players and a coordinator who has proven himself to be clutch. How about that? Yeah, I, look, I'm with you on that. And to me, I think where it's, it's not like a prove it year for them. Lamar, you know, there's not really he's, he's a great quarterback. He's proven that he belongs in this league, can throw the football. It's not like a, if he doesn't go out there and ball out this year. He's, he doesn't belong. He absolutely does, and he's proven that he's here to stay for a long time. But I think when you're talking about pressure with a guy like Lamar, he's confident in his game. He's, he's confident. In his, he knows who he is. He knows he's a good player. But when talking about just everything that this offense is going to be, do you think there's any pressure on the offense to maybe start fast this year, even though it's a new offense, especially because we know, Q, these three and five divisional road games where they're going to have all their divisional road games done by week five. Does that maybe put a little more pressure on Lamar on the offense and the importance to start fast? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm telling you right now, the, the division, it, it's such a packed division. If you look at, you know, even Pittsburgh and, and some of the troubles that he's had in Pittsburgh, um, you know, as much as I, I don't want to give Pickett his flowers, I mean, dude is, 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 is money. You know, we saw what he did against Baltimore late in the year. We obviously saw the way he, you know, kept growing as a quarterback. That's going to be a problem. As much as I bust on Cleveland, clearly Cleveland isn't going to have a winning season. But I tell you what, so what? Ha ha. They got a quarterback that can give our defense some issues and problems. They got a, a receiver. That's no joke. Um, their tight end group, their strong tight end group. So I'm not sleeping on them. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and, and, and think that uh, it's easy going on the road to get a win in Cincinnati. Paycor is going to be a hard place to play. And I think ultimately you got to start fast. You got to start strong. You got to start in rhythm. And that's going to be the challenge of training camp. So important year for Lamar. Maybe this is the most important training camp. For Lamar, I think this is the most important training camp because if you want to do what you said you want to do, 
And it looks as though, you know, Eric Dacosta has, has pushed all the chips to the middle of the table with a lot of the strategery that has gone on in the offseason with obviously Odell Beckham and Todd Munkin and obviously, you know, really, really, uh, you know, being on point with Zay Flowers and, 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 and all of the things that he's done, you know, even in prior years with the Ronnie Stanleys, the Tyler Linderbaums, all of that. I think ultimately this is the most important training camp for Lamar because it's, it's a meritocracy. And just because you have it on paper, like it scares me that we dethroned Cleveland as the paper champion of the offseason and won the Super Bowl in the offseason. Because who cares? Come, you know, the, what, the 25th is when we report, and then when all the teams are reported, no one's going to care about the offseason. No one's going to care. Everything is about what have you done. And so for Todd Munkin and being able to mold the team and how it's going to look and, you know, J.K. Dobbins and, you know, Charlie Kohler and 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 what's, you know, uh, all the, the, the flow of the offense going to look like, that, to me, in my opinion, is why this is going to be the most important training camp for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, because, you know, even in a Greg Roman offense that I don't think necessarily suited Lamar to the best of his abilities, there was the familiarity of like, you know, they're going to probably change around a couple of things, but he had been in it for a couple of years. With Todd Munkin, it's, you're right. You have to get everything down as quickly as you can. So the training camp aspect of things, definitely, I do agree, is super important. I still think it's an important year for Lamar, but might, maybe not his, I think his most important year was, was 2019. That, that was the prove year for Lamar, and he definitely proved that he's, he's belonged in this league and he will continue to belong in this league. But coming up in the second part of the show, we'll be talking about Dewan Smoot a little bit and the analysis with whether he'd be a good fit and the right fit for the Ravens. So be sure to stay tuned, planning to talk about on Locked On Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. And I'm super excited about this. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iredo, bringing some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. And I'm, I'm a big fantasy guy. I'm in many leagues. We do the Locked On Ravens Fantasy Leagues this year, too. So I, I'm going to organize them probably in a couple weeks. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But whether you're prepping for a draft or just scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to be providing you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So a draft prep underway for the upcoming season. Let's see who Vinny's picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And we're going to go with if you're looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts, if you have, again, the last pick in the first round, early part of the second round, if you have like that 10, 11, 12, 13 spot, you could go with wide receivers. You want wide receiver one and wide receiver two, but you get two wide receiver ones. Let's talk CD Lamb and AJ Brown, two NFC East guys. You can catch an initial spark from your roster by revving up with two elite NFC East wide receivers, the Cowboys, CD Lamb, and the Eagles, AJ Brown. A letter perfect, guaranteed early fit. Count on Lamb's driving Dak Prescott and Dallas's new look passing game to big numbers and Brown revving up Jalen Hurst downfield, throwing often again in Philadelphia. And Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And that's the same with your vehicle. The eBay guaranteed fit and over 100 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They have air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. 
So go for switch gears, crank the AC and think about it sweating. If your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. They have a guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is a click away. For the parts and accessories to fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Also, items only. Solutions apply. We are back. Our second segment of Locked On Ravens. Kai Gismaster here with me, Kevin Ostriker, and Q. We got news on Wednesday that Dewan Smoot, former Jacksonville Jaguars edge defensive line guy, is being brought in, or he's set to be brought in for a visit for the Ravens early next week. Now, we've, we've talked a lot about it, Q, just how I, I would say they, they've needed depth at the edge position, I think, with Bowser, Ajabo, and Owe being there three, and then maybe not a lot behind those three. Dewan Smoot is somebody who has 22 and a half sacks over the last four seasons, at least five in each of the last four years. Now did Terrace Achilles in 2022. Now the Ravens have familiarity with torn Achilles from past rushers with the David Ajabo situation from last year, but this is interesting. He's 28 years old and it seems like Baltimore is a strong option according to Ian Rappaport. So based off of everything, you know, Q and kind of what the Ravens need, especially because Smoot can play both inside and outside. Would you be okay with them bringing in Smoot at this point? Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's interesting because last year, because of injuries and because of needing of depth, you know, you brought in Jason Pierre-Paul. And, and, and you know, again, he, he did, you know, a fine job. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, wh- where is this when it comes to Justin Houston? I think Dewan can be that guy where if you look at what he did in Jacksonville, before the injury, he was literally balling out. The Achilles, I have experiences with it. It's it's a, a, a tough rehab, but a quick rehab. And after watching some of the things I saw on social media with him rehabbing, tip of the cap to him. He put himself in a position to be back, to be explosive, to be ready to do what you know he needs to do. And ultimately, I think, all right, bring it. Like, you know, game on. Let, let's see what you can do. Let's put ourselves in position to to be the best that you can possibly be to add quality depth to an already good, strong, solid. Everybody keeps down OA. I get it. Again, goes back to our first segment. You know, it's a meritocracy. People are like, yeah, you know, what we saw with, with OA was, ooh, oh, ooh. People want to see, ooh, yes, you finished. So until people see the, ooh, yes, you finished, they're like, well, there's question marks. So I think this is good. This is a really good signing. I think, again, it's depth. It's quality depth. Let's just go ahead and roll with that. Let's not be tripping as far as the the bigger picture of everything when it comes to, well, you know, but we might need, you know, uh, Jehu, what up? He'll be there. He doesn't need training camp. He's a strong, you know, obviously quality, savvy veteran, professional. He's going to be ready. Let's go ahead and see what happens with Smoot. Let's bring him in and let the chips, you know, let the chips be with them. Yeah. And to me, I think that it's interesting because I mentioned the inside outside versatility. I feel like Smoot kind of fits the bill of like a Jason Pierre Paul type of guy where with the inside outside stuff, Maybe you could still bring back a Justin Houston. 
in that case. But let's just let's say you had to choose Q. Let's say it's it's Dewan Smoot versus Justin Houston. Houston's a lot older than Dewan Smoot at this point, but he's familiar with the system. We've seen the production. If you had to choose one of those guys, who would you pick right now? Between Justin Houston and and Dewan Smoot. Oh, Smoot, like youth. I mean, he's getting a chance to go to training camp. I think I think you know for Justin Houston, it's 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 a veteran. I can bring him in. I don't necessarily have to guarantee his contract if you know once he signs. Of course, yeah, he's on our roster, but you know, give me some young guys. Just the bigger picture of things. That's all. I mean, and that's just, you know, that that's just the pure business side of things. And I think that's where, you know, Smoot falls in. Well, I'll raise you another question. What if they could bring in either, so both Smoot and Houston or Smoot and another corner? Which one would you pick there? I bring in both Smoot and, and Houston. Again, remember, Houston doesn't want to go to training camp and I don't blame him. So I, I bring in both. But, you know, at the same time, you know, corner, all right, you know, let's 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 see what <laughs> let's see what the end of of training camp looks like when all the teams are you know finalizing their rosters. There's going to be some corner casualty. Meh. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the corner casualty when we get to the corner casualty. Yeah, I, it makes sense. And again, my whole thing with the corner position, and I've said this, I think you and I both might agree on this. I think we've talked about it before is that I think Baltimore wants to see what they have in that room with the young guys. And then if it doesn't work, if, if nobody steps up and it's like the worst case scenario, then they could either sign somebody before the start of the season, or maybe they could make a mid season trade, which we know the Ravens, they, they love doing that. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they look at the corner position, but in terms of the S position Q, I think, you know, we, we've said it, we agree that they need depth. But with the torn Achilles for Smoot, you, you touched on it a little bit, did it in December. Now we're in July. You, you said you saw the work that he's put in on social media. I know every recovery is different. I know we don't know a ton about what his is right now. But with the injury in particular, would you expect him to be back for the start of the year? Or is this something where the Ravens might have to put him on the PUP list? Where, where do you think he might be with the general recovery of torn Achilles injuries? So, again based upon what I've seen from him with his working out and the way in which, you know, he was just being explosive. I mean, the main thing for the Achilles, as long as that heel doesn't hit the ground, if your heel hits the ground and it gets stuck on the ground, then you're going to more likely re-injure it. And, or if you have that, you know, running or moving form, you're probably going to, you know, injure the other one. Um, and that goes for any player. It doesn't matter if it's not about, well, you know, once you tear your one, you're guaranteed to tear the other one. That's a fallacy. It's about how in which your foot structure, your platform, your foot, you know, navigates the ground and, and allowing the heel not to be part of that navigation. When you look at it, I think for him, it is okay. Five months out, seven months is full speed, full go. It depends on where the Ravens see me. Do I have to prove myself or can I just go along and then, boom, be ready to go come the season? I'm thinking him, hopefully it's the latter. Be able to just do what I do and 
not necessarily be forced into action. Kind of like, you know what? I got a couple of practices, got a couple of scrimmages, felt pretty good. Boom. Regular season, here we come. And if that if it is the case where he's good for the regular season, I think it's a great signing for them. But what if he has to miss like the first four weeks? Is it, is it still something you consider? Or would you at that point just say, you know what, we know Justin Houston is going to be available for the start of the season. We'll bring him in instead. I mean, I, I get what you're asking. And if you if the Ravens have done their due diligence, I mean, this guy's a productive player. You know, it's not like he's some, you know, some street level guy. I mean, he, he was leading the team in sacks, you know, so. Uh, he, he was good at getting quarterback pressures. He was good at, you know, playing in the versatility of the offense or defensive line. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's it's him trying to prove himself and prove himself worthy of, of still playing. And I think that's that's a value to the Ravens when it comes to, yeah, you know what? We feel pretty good about uh, having him on our squad. So I, I think – you know, I wouldn't make too busy of a, a deal or too big, too busy, too big of a deal of it when it comes to him. Even if it is missing a portion of the uh, beginning of the season. Yeah, and to me, it's almost like with the corner situation where you can see what Ole and Ajabo were bringing you early on while Smoot finishes his recovery. And then once he's able to return, you know, you either have a reinforcement who will be good in Smoot, or you can say, we need more outside of Smoot. Let's bring in, you know, if Justin Houston's still there, bring him in. Maybe somebody else you can bring him into. So, it might, you know, it might give them extra time to see, not necessarily snuff out some of the snaps that Owe and Ajabo would get. But look, there are plenty of snaps to go around in that edge room. They're going to need a lot of them for this year. But coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk running backs. We'll talk J.K. Dobbins with training camp coming up and whether we believe he'll report or not. So be sure to stay tuned. Plenty to dive into on Lockdown Ravens. We'll be right back. We are back, Locked on Ravens here on Purple Friday. Kevin Ostriker still here with Kadri Ismael. And Q, I remember we recorded right after the whole J.K. Dobbins situation happened. We are now back right before training camp. And this is kind of what we were talking about on that show a couple weeks ago where it was you made the point, and I've used this on shows in the future after that, you said how far does he want to take it, right? How, how far does he want to go with this? Was it just a, you know, uh, presumed, I don't think we ever got official word on it, but was it a presumed hold in just for minicamp to maybe make a statement? Or was he going to maybe take it a step further and actually start to hold out during training camp? So we we know what happened with the franchise tag deadline. Saquon Barkley did not get a long-term deal. Josh Jacobs did not get a long-term deal. Running backs throughout the league were very outspoken about that fact. J.K. Dobbins, we retweeted a couple of those messages where, where are you right now on this whole Dobbins situation and, and how it could unfold? You know, the funny thing about it, we're, we're looking at a guy who is supposed to be your starter. And, yeah, maybe he's not um, Jacobs. Maybe he's not, you know, Barkley. Uh, maybe he's not these top guys, but he's your top guy. I think giving him something to show that you're our top guy, not our third Low, well, you're the third guy in order of pay, but you're our top guy in order of workload. You know, this is a a pay me to show me my worth type of a league. That's the business model. Pay him so you can like show him you're our top guy. I mean, that's that's what it is. What you feel and he feel negotiation wise is fair. I mean, you know, we can speculate, throw out any number you want, but. For him, it's all right. What, what what is it that you're going to show me 
to make me feel comfortable? What is it that I feel that I've proven and somewhere in the middle, have at it. Now you got a happy camper. That's to me, you know, what you're looking for. You're, you're looking for just show me the money. Like that, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And if you can show me the money, then you have me at hello. That's what it is, especially in today's game. And I know Cube Bleacher Report had the their prediction for J.K. Dobbins and his next deal at about three years, 17 to 18 million with about 10 million guaranteed. Do you think at this point that's a fair deal for him? This is this is projected for after next season. So not not right now. This is assuming maybe he has a good year. Do you think those numbers three years, right about 18 million with 10 million guaranteed is a deal that's fair to the Ravens and fair to Dobbins? Or do you think it's maybe skewed one way or the other? So it's okay. Like, you know, they're going to look at Joe Mixon and kind of look at his deal. He had a pay cut. You know, he was, what was his, uh, four years, 48 million. And <laughs> he got into two years and all of a sudden the team was like, yeah, well, thanks, bro. But uh, we got Joe Burrow. All right. So we don't need you. Mm. Any questions? And with the other top guys in the league, you know, kind of not getting any money. Then you know what 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 you know JK doesn't even have a thousand, let alone fifteen hundred yards. So what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, what are we saying as far as he getting an opportunity to be that guy? We're not, you know, that's the tough part about it. Um, this is gonna be interesting. So I'm not saying take what you can get. But I'm also saying you got to recognize your leverage and be smart. And that, that to me, because I think we, we talked about this on that show we did a couple weeks ago, where my whole thing is I just don't think the value for J.K. Dobbins at this point, right now, this day, is as high as it could be at the end of next season. Now, I don't know how much money that will earn for J.K. Dobbins, but right now I think we all know that when Dobbins is on the field, he's great. He's in, he's incredible. He's averaged, he averaged six yards a carry his rookie season. He's been great for them, but I think the the I think talk surrounding him has been, well, but he's not been able to stay on the field. And I think that's kind of the cloud. So I think when the Ravens are like, if Dobbins goes to the table and says, hey, I want long-term security here. What can you give me right now? The Ravens are probably saying, you know, we want to see you on the field for an extended period of time first. And I'm sure that's not something J.K. Dobbins wanted to hear. I know that, you know, if that's the case, maybe that was the thing that sparked the tweets that we saw from him a couple weeks ago. But to me, I just feel like his value, if he has a great year, could be so much higher. And again, how much is so much higher in, in the market the running backs are in right now? Probably, unfortunately, not a ton for him. But I just think that if he capitalizes and I get I get the allure of the long term security right now, because what if he gets injured again? What's his what's his value then? There's definitely size. There's, you know, two sides to the story. But I, that, that's just where I am, where I think the whole situation is right now. Q. Where, where are you with that? Yeah. You know, and that, that's always a risk, because I think part of what uh, Pachenko uh, came into a situation in Kansas City where, you know, there were other running backs before him. And all of a sudden, you know, he's the guy because of injury. And then all of a sudden he shows up and he has an amazing year and he produced big time for them for, you know, Super Bowl. Well, he's like a low round draft choice, you know, like they're like, all right, cool. You know, for what we're paying Patrick Mahomes and what we got to do for other guys, meh, we don't really need you. Not necessarily that, like a high ticket value. 
So you look at situations like that, and, and that makes you nervous if you're JK because, again, you feel good about yourself. But if you do, unfortunately, get injured, mother of pearl, like that's not good. Like it, all your leverage is gone. And that's the tough part. You're trying to hold on to your leverage, hold on to your health, show that you're worthy. And, and even the tougher part about it is like, well, somebody's going to pay me. No, nobody, nobody's going to pay you. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if the leading rusher of the league and we saw what he was doing for Las Vegas, my God, man, if he's having a tough go at it, if, you know, you're, you're looking at Saquon Barkley, like, you know, as much as you want to talk about like, you know, quarterbacks getting paid and um, what's their, what's their guy's name? Um, why is he slipping my mind? For who? Giants quarterback. Oh, Daniel Jones. Thank you. Daniel Jones slipped my mind because he ain't that guy. Like I'm like sitting here like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, him. He got paid. Well, he got paid because they value the quarterback position higher than the running back position. I mean, yeah, we'll see for JK and, and how it all leverage wise works out. Yeah. Do you think it gets better for running backs? I mean, we, we, no, there's apparently a group text with some of these higher up there running backs in the league. And they've, I guess the first part of that was putting out the tweets, voicing their displeasure. I mean, I guess you kind of have to revisit it at the new CBA, but do you think there's an avenue to get better before that for the running backs? Or do you think they're just kind of locked into this place where their position is so devalued compared to, you mentioned the quarterbacks and some of the other positions? You know, I, I really don't know. Um, I, 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 like it, it's tough for me to put, wrap my brain around it because, you know, running backs used to be like the focal point. You know, um, you had a strong tailback. My God, man, you're you're doing things. You know, the days of, of Ricky Waters and um, Gary Brown, you know, those are guys who, you know, mega produce, but you might not really fully know them. But my God, whether, you know, Ricky was with the 49ers or the Eagles, like that was that was awesome. Then you've got even higher tier guys uh, like a, a Barry Sanders or an Emmett Smith and like what they meant to their ball clubs. Um, then you look at current day and, and you look at, you know, King Henry. Dude is like the man for the Tennessee Titans. And it affords them an opportunity to kind of, you know, take it a little bit, you know, slower when it comes to, you know, having a quarterback in Tannehill or bringing along one of the, the young buck uh, quarterbacks to to help their team, you know, be a, a, a contender. You know, look at look at what happened in Buffalo. They needed a, a running back and they didn't have a solid chance to to strike a deal on one. I think ultimately. um Pass protection with 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 the the way in which you know you want to protect your quarterback is is critical. Um, I think at the same time, when you look at the bigger picture of things, when it it comes to do I want to stick with tradition, or am I just saying I got a franchise quarterback and I got to pay him? Everybody else is just going to be mid-level pay uh, payers. And if you're a strong DN, you'll get paid. Michael Parsons, it's going to be interesting to see what his numbers come out to. 
If you're a strong left tackle, we'll see. The guard position and center position, is it meh? Are we looking at, you know, obviously we, we saw what Roquan Smith brought to the table, but is it exceptional, exceptional that gets you paid and that's it? And then there's like just a mega drop off or you're going to have the Daniel Joneses of the world be mid-level quarterbacks and they just taking up the entire money. You know, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's interesting, you know, the, the state of affairs with the salary cap and the NFL and positions getting paid. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I know I've said this, I've probably said it to you too, but it just feels like the age where people feel like running backs are, you know, not worth it anymore. It just feels like it's gone down every single season for the past like five years where, you know, it was, oh, well, once you hit 30, that's the cutoff. And then all yeah. of a sudden it's become 29 is a little old, 28, 20. It feels like even like, like Alvin Coach has been a free agent for I don't know how long now. And he, his process still, who knows when it's going to be happening. We don't know the deal Saquon's going to get, the deal Josh Jacobs is going to get, and obviously not the deal JK is going to get. So if I had to guess, I would probably say Dobbins does report, but I don't know, might might be a little weird relationship until something gets uh, something gets done. But he loves his teammates, he loves his city. He's made that clear, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I appreciate you hopping on. Thank you so much for diving into more Ravens content here with me. And next week, it's training camp. It's exciting. We're finally getting into the swing of things for the season. It's an important year for the Ravens, as we talked about, and I'm excited. I'm telling you, like, training camp's here. The guys have reported, even though they are rookies, they're still on the team. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to you know, be sitting back looking at, you know, Charlie Kohler and just seeing how he just produces. Charlie Cole is the guy. Charlie Cole is the guy. Yeah, see, Charlie Cole is Q's guy. Devonta Freeman's my guy. The difference between <laughs> Devonta Freeman has been on the team for like two years. So Q, Q still has a chance. I, I'm out of the running for my breakout player. I like Isaiah. Like the whole tight end room is great. You know, they're not going to have a lot of them this year compared to what we've seen. But Cole is a guy that I think, you know, because you have Andrews and Likely and there's so much hype around Likely. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, those two are the guys. But I think Kohler actually showed some flashes last season, so I'm excited for him. But, Q, I appreciate you. Thank you so much again. I'm going to get back here on Monday on Locked On Ravens. We'll be doing more Ravens content, of course, training camp week. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here on Monday on Locked On Ravens.